When it comes to achieving your goals, there are all sorts of things that can impede your progress. But what happens when the barrier to moving forward is you? And what can you do about it? Stay put because today we're sharing the number one obstacle to reaching your goals and how you can stop doing it right now. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hey, Megan. Hey, Teresa. Okay. What would you say is the main obstacle to reaching your goals? And you can only pick one thing. Huh, you are putting me on the spot right away, I see. <laughs> I think Teresa's getting even with me since I did that to her in the last episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Payback. <laughs> okay, so I know that the number one killer of productivity is time management. So I'm thinking it has something to do with time. That's an excellent guess. This obstacle to reaching your goals is definitely related to time, but not so much about management. Though I suppose you could make an argument. Here's a hint. It's related to how you are not using your time. Does the obstacle have to do with planning your day? I love a good plan, but no. All right. Well, we're in suspense here. So what is it? (laughs) Okay. Okay. I've tortured you enough. Now, Megan and I have spent a lot of time talking about achieving your goals. We've shared the importance of getting your goals out of your head, what you must consider before setting your goals, as well as what you should and shouldn't do when your goal achievement hits a snag. But today, I want to focus on one thing that will derail you from reaching your goals every single time. In my opinion, it's the worst thing you can do. It's more disastrous than wasting time doing the wrong work or on shiny object syndrome. And that one thing is procrastination. Merriam-Webster defines procrastination as follows, to put off intentionally and habitually. Procrastination, of course. (laughs) When I think about procrastinating, I think about delaying or postponing something. But that definition gets to the heart of why procrastination is so troubling. When you procrastinate, you delay an action on purpose. And when you do that too often, it becomes a bad habit. So yeah, procrastination is a bad thing for sure. I think this is a really good topic to cover, especially since I procrastinate a lot. (laughs) Oh, you're not alone, Megan. You know, procrastination is bad though. Many small business owners struggle with it. So today I'd like to dig into how procrastination keeps you from achieving your goals, reveal why you procrastinate, and share some strategies to overcome procrastination. But first, I want to discuss what procrastination is and what it isn't as it specifically relates to reaching your goals. A study in the Journal of Psychological Science defines procrastination as irrationally delaying actions that help accomplish one's important goals. What stands out to me in that definition is the word irrationally. When you procrastinate, you know you're doing it. It's a conscious choice that doesn't make sense. For instance, you need to create that opt-in so that you can grow your email list. 
but instead you intentionally choose to go watch the next three episodes of that Netflix show you've been binge watching. It doesn't make any logical sense, but you do it anyway. That episode of Psych isn't going to move you closer to reaching your goals, and you know it. Alas, somehow it doesn't seem to matter. That's right. When you procrastinate, you are fully aware of the consequences of your actions. It's ridiculous when you think about it. Now, I want to clarify here that procrastination is not the same thing as distraction. Yes, distraction and procrastination will both delay reaching your goals, but distraction has more to do with your attention. When you're distracted, you can't fully concentrate on the task at hand. That's an important distinction to make. An example of a distraction would be not concentrating on the task at hand because your cell phone keeps dinging. You can't help but be curious and you give in to the temptation to look. You discover it's a text from your best friend sharing something they saw on Facebook, so you check that out. That leads you down the rabbit hole, and next thing you know, you're off watching YouTube and so on and so forth. The point being that the response to distraction is more of an impulse. When you procrastinate, you're doing so intentionally. That's not the case when it comes to distraction. In either case, your behavior keeps you from reaching your goals. In the case of distraction, you will lose time. The consequence is that it will take you longer to get where you want to go. The impact of procrastination, however, is far greater. Of course, you'll lose time, but there are more serious implications. First, you'll miss out on opportunities. Yeah, you never know when a situation may come along that will propel you forward in your business. It's exciting when it does. If that opportunity helps you move closer to your goals, that's a big win. By procrastinating, though, you could miss out on the window of opportunity. Then you'll only have regret, and that never feels good. No, it doesn't. Procrastination also erodes confidence. That leads to lower self-esteem. Then self-doubt creeps in, and you find yourself wondering, why can't I just do this? Which lowers your confidence? It's a vicious, unrelenting cycle that prevents you from making progress and keeps you from reaching your goals. Procrastinating will lead to making bad decisions, which in turn has serious negative effects on achieving your goals. When you leave important decisions to that last minute, especially those that affect meeting milestones and deadlines, you feel pressure that wouldn't be there if you hadn't procrastinated. This leads to making decisions based on emotion rather than logic. Making emotional choices usually doesn't have good consequences. And finally, procrastinating can lead to a damaged reputation. Your integrity is everything. When you procrastinate, you'll be seen as someone who doesn't do what they say they'll do. Would you want to work with someone who doesn't deliver on their promises? Of course not. A tarnished reputation will keep you from reaching your goals. How? Well, let's say you're a coach who's looking to onboard five new clients in the next month, but you've not gotten deliverables you've promised to your current clients on time or at all. What you've taught your current clients is that they can't count on you to get them what you've promised. This will directly affect your ability to reach your goal of onboarding five new clients because your current clients won't give testimonials that could help you attract new people. Or 
they will speak poorly about you on social media or other platforms, or they won't refer you. Yeah, that damaged reputation could also prevent you from being offered opportunities that aid you in reaching your goals. For example, you might not get invited to speak in an event where your ideal client can be found. That means you miss out on getting new leads, and that directly affects being able to onboard five new clients. Hopefully, you see the serious consequences of procrastination. But why do you do it? Why do you procrastinate? And when I say you, that includes moi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Me too. Um, better, but, you know, it just happens. Um, you know, first steps awareness, right? Okay. Well, procrastination is a tough habit to break and it always leads to regret. I don't remember a single time where I didn't experience devastating anxiety because I put something off to the last minute. And I would rather die than miss a deadline. In the past, I've stayed up all night to ensure that I delivered on time. And that action has additional consequences. That's a good point. Procrastination can lead to regret and savage anxiety. I've had a few times when putting something off has actually paid off, but in general, I get really annoyed with myself if I procrastinate because it leads to anxiety, poor sleep, and really a lot more stress. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I know I'm procrastinating on something really important, but I still do it. That is super frustrating. Of course, I've only got myself to be mad at. Oh yeah, that is frustrating. You know, I've definitely been there myself. I think the brain wants to make sense of your actions, but it can't. And if you want to act differently, you first have to understand what you're doing and why. It wasn't until I understood why I was procrastinating in the first place that I was able to improve my behavior. Yeah, the why is often very important to self-improvement and breaking bad habits. Now, we don't have enough time to dig deep into all of the reasons why you procrastinate, but Teresa's going to share a few. Okay. First, you procrastinate because you're not clear on your goals. That's not surprising that I would bring that up, right? <laughs> not surprising in the least. <laughs> How can you possibly know what work to do if you don't know what you're working towards? I can't imagine walking into my office every day without a clue as to what I'm attempting to accomplish. Just thinking about it is causing me anxiety. I think I might need to take a breath there. <laughs> <laughs> so it stands to reason that not knowing what to do could cause overwhelm, which leads to saying, eh, I'll deal with this later. Goodbye, productive work. Hello, cat videos. <laughs> or in my case, van life videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Goal setting does make an enormous difference in productivity. No goals and procrastination becomes much easier and much more likely. I'll definitely fess up to this one. <laughs> okay. Similarly, you procrastinate because you don't have clear deadlines. Let's say you know what your goals are and you've even created an action plan, but you've not selected any dates for each part of the plan and when it's due. When you don't set deadlines, it's easier to put things off. Yeah, it sure is. Deadlines create a necessary sense of urgency, plus they keep you on track and making progress. Without deadlines, I sometimes don't finish projects, or at least not in an acceptable amount of time. Oh, that's so true. Okay, another reason you procrastinate is because you're afraid of failure or of success. 
Now, I feel like there's lots of discussion around the fear of failure, but not so much on the fear of success. That's more me. It comes down to the stories you tell yourself. You may fear failure because you believe that failure means you aren't smart or capable. Conversely, you may fear success because you believe reaching your goals means that you won't have your freedom and flexibility. Neither belief is true, of course, but allowing the narrative to swirl around in your head leads to procrastination. There can't be a consequence if you don't do it, right? Right. Failure to me feels like a normal part of life. I just feel like to grow, you must fail. So I tend to fall on the other side where I fear success. Success means showing up consistently without letting people down, and I fear that I'll impose deadlines that I can't keep. At least that's the story in my head. And I do feel like it's held me back and made me procrastinate too. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. But again, it is the story in your head. You can change that story. All right. Sometimes you procrastinate because you don't want to do something. Everyone has those moments when they don't feel like doing a given task. Sometimes a little procrastination is in order. In episode 29, we shared how sometimes the best thing to do is walk away and take a break. The problem arises when you're always walking away and taking breaks. That's right. In this scenario, figure out why you're procrastinating and take action to counter it. For example, if you're stalling around a piece of tech, outsource it. As we've mentioned, there are so many reasons why you procrastinate. These are only a few of them. The real question is, can you actually stop procrastinating? Well, that same study in the Journal of Psychological Science notes that procrastination, sadly, is a lifelong trait. But don't worry, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything about it. As with all things, the first step to fixing a problem is to be aware that there is one. If you know that you're a procrastinator, especially as it relates to you reaching your goals, there are some things you can do. Teresa is going to help us out with some strategies that you can try. Thanks, Megan. First, identify when, how, and why you procrastinate. And you begin by simply paying attention. When do you tend to procrastinate? Is it at a particular time of day? Is it near mealtime? Is it when you feel tired? What kind of activities do you end up doing in lieu of working towards reaching your goals? Are you double tapping Instagram photos? Do you eat or exercise? And why did you choose to procrastinate? Was it because you were tired? Were you overwhelmed? Was the task at hand too challenging? Or did you not know what to do? This is really great advice, and here's why. If you can step back and look at your behavior from the outside, then you're gonna recognize patterns. For example, mornings are my jam. I'm most creative in the morning, and I have way more energy. I do most of my writing and creating in the morning for this reason. When I try writing in the afternoon when I'm tired, it's easier for me to procrastinate. Procrastination for me comes in the form of streaming. I'll watch YouTube, Prime, or Hulu. Or sometimes my procrastination comes in the form of hunger. I'm not really hungry, but my brain wants to avoid whatever I'm doing. So I will take a short break and that usually helps. Okay, because Megan identified the when, how, and why procrastination happens for her, she knows how to work around it. 
She plans work that contributes to reaching her goals for earlier in the day so that she consistently makes progress. So be aware of what you're doing and why. Paying attention offers valuable insights that can help you change your behavior. It starts there. Another great strategy to combat procrastination is to build the chaos into your goal achievement plan, along with some wiggle room. Challenges are inevitable, even with meticulous planning. Obstacles can be a trigger for procrastination, even if you've practiced navigating those challenges. In other words, you're going to experience messy moments. If you know that you tend to procrastinate, it's a good idea to build a little extra time into your deadlines. Just to clarify here, Teresa is not saying that you should build in time to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Rather, add in time to manage the issues that arise. Be proactive about your behavior, what your brain and body require, and how life works. That's exactly right, Megan. Building in that wiggle room will help, but you can add in some fun in the form of planned chaos. When I worked in craft and hobby, there was a funny meme going around that said, measure twice, cut once, swear, repeat. And this always makes me laugh because it's true. Even the best laid plans can fail. I've never heard that one before, but it's funny because it's so accurate. Okay, here's an example to demonstrate what I mean. Let's say that you're going to add the Social Warfare Pro plugin to your WordPress site. Now, you've never done it before. It seems straightforward, but you're not that techie, so there might be some bumps along the way. Start by writing down your step-by-step plan to attack this goal. It'll probably be a very logical plan of attack. One, purchase the plugin. Two, upload the plugin to website. Three, activate the plugin. Four, Add the license key to the plugin. Seems simple enough, right? Now let's add in a little chaos and fun. Number one, remind myself that I've already looked at every plugin known to man and gotten a million recommendations, so this is the right choice. What are you laughing about, Megan? (laughs) (laughs) That's so, so true. Two, purchase the plugin. Three, scream into a pillow. Four, upload the plugin to website. Five, Activate the plugin. Six, swear like a sailor because I can't locate the dang license key. Seven, consult YouTube. Eight, add the license key to the plugin. And nine, call your bestie to brag about the awesome job that you just did. (laughs) I love that. A little humor goes a long way. Plus, those additional steps are totally what will happen. I mean, WordPress plugins always have a little trick up their sleeve, you know? Yep. (laughs) Tech is rarely without issue. That's true. Okay, the last strategy I'll share with you is to use a reward system. One of the steps in building good habits is to make it satisfying, and that means rewarding. You can absolutely use this strategy to help you move forward with reaching your goals as well. Using a system of rewards has been a lifesaver for me. I am way more productive because I reward myself. Here's how I implement this strategy. Reward for me comes in the form of doing things that are not high priority but still need to get done. And they're also fun. So for example, I'm rebranding right now. The rebrand, while important, isn't a priority. However, 
I absolutely love color and typography, so I could easily lose hours looking at palettes and fonts at the expense of the other goals I'm trying to achieve. Instead of forsaking something important like writing blog content to drool over colors and fonts, I complete the writing and reward myself with a time-bound ogle fest, and I find that satisfying. Plus, when she satisfies that craving, it enables her to refocus her attention completely on the next important task. And that's the beauty of rewarding yourself. It's about being aware of your tendencies and planning in advance. I hope that today's episode helped you identify why you procrastinate and how you can begin to change that behavior. I think I've said enough already today. (laughs) Anything else, Megan? Well, I'd like to add that it takes time to change any behavior. It's no different with procrastination. So as always, start small. Choose one strategy from Teresa's suggestions and get started now. Today, you can do it. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. If you've benefited from today's episode, please share it with a friend. Remember to visit MessyDeskPodcast.com for more information. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. Next three episodes of that Netflix show you've been been watching been watching i just said been watching <laughs> awesome procrastinating putting in not extra words but extra syllables <laughs> i did i had an extra if i wanted to do that i couldn't have done that <laughs> verb tense who cares about it it's me <laughs> <laughs> Woo!